Summer for me goes Memorial Day, Labor Day. Anyone uh, who says summer is September 7th, no. Labor Day, fall begins. And fall ends October 31st. Then winter okay. starts. <laughs> winter, winter slash fall. So, uh, Finter. If you will. Did you lose okay. something? As I've been waking up early, there's been a lot of uh, skunk activity in the area, and I hear some noises behind me, so I get very nervous when I'm out here. Hmm. You ever tell you the story how I almost got sprayed? No, I, I, I do tell. Okay, so um, actually... Was it a dark and stormy night? No, but it was at night. Um, actually, okay. it, was the, it was the night I got engaged, and... Uh, my wife, you know, we got engaged already, went out to dinner, and, and we kind of just were rock. We stayed at this uh, this hotel in Cape Cod, which is a which is a whole other story I'll get into uh, maybe another time. But um, so we're drinking around the property, and I had a co- uh, Corona. So we're walking Hi. back to our room, and I go to <laughs> – there was like a little bit of ass left in the Corona, and I didn't want to finish it, so I – Took the bottle, and I'm like, oh, I'll just water the plants. So I started watering the plants, and my my now wife was like, oh, my God, don't, don't do that. And I see a skunk, and it reared its back up, and I bolted. <laughs> you just left your, you left your fiancé. You're just like, well, I'm out of here. No, she, well, she, let's she let's ran, go. She ran, too. She ran, too. But I was like, I guess I when I you know put all the stuff out, it was right by the bush, and it got a little wet, and uh, felt attacked, and <laughs> was about to spray me. That would have, that would have definitely put a damper on that night. <laughs> yes and no, because it would have been a great story for the rest of your life. Very true, but we had that whole day was just like crazy. We uh, we stayed in Provincetown, and then for two nights, and then the final night in Cape Cod, we were gonna stay. We stayed at this other hotel. 
Uh, we got there at like 12 or 1. And they said, oh, your room's not ready yet. You could use the pool. So <clears throat> we're waiting and waiting and waiting. Like finally it's like 4 o'clock and our room's still not ready. And we're like, what the hell is going on here? Like we keep going to the desk. None of them speak really a lot of English. Um, so then uh, we finally get a room like around 5 o'clock. And our room was supposed to have a balcony and overlooking the ocean. We had a room... <laughs> That when you walked out of the room, you see a wall. <laughs> a wall. And we were just so pissed. And I'm like, and now my wife, my, you know, my now wife was getting upset. And I'm like, these fucks, like. <laughs> but it actually t t turned out well, because I'm like, oh, let's, because uh, I couldn't figure out where to, like, propose. Um, But then, as we got there, like, there was like a, um, what are those rocks that go onto the ocean? I forget what they're called. Okay. Then you know, like you stand on the rock. I don't know either, but okay. Well, anyway, like you could walk out, but it's like um, it's almost not like, like a, a jetty. Yeah, that's what it is—a jetty, I think. Right. Look at that. I think that's what yeah, it's sure. called. I, I think that's, that's what, what I call it. Yeah, so think, that's what we're gonna call it. I think it. that's what it was called. We are a fact-based podcast here. We are. We sure are. We fact-check everything. So um, it worked, turned out perfect. I'm like, you know, let's let's go take a walk. Like, let's go see that jetty. <laughs> And that's where I ended up. Go. That's where I ended up proposing. So it kind of worked out. But yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, I almost got stunned <laughs> that night. Uh, fortunately, I did not. So. I mean, it definitely would have been a good story, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's still a decent, funny story that I almost did. I mean, it's not a long story, but it's a, it's yeah. a good little, little one minute. Now, was your wife uh, intoxicated? Mm. Or fiance at the time? No, neither one of us were really intoxicated. We were like buzzed, like because we went to dinner, we drank, and the hotel was like right. Uh, the restaurant was right down the road from the hotel, so we didn't really have to worry about like drinking and driving. So, and then we got back to the hotel, and we had a few beers on the premises, like just walking around and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, we were buzzed, but I don't think we were drunk. At least I don't remember. That was it was. Five years ago, almost. So I don't remember, but I've never, I've never seen your wife drunk. Was she drunk at the wedding? At your wedding? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. You were drunk at the wedding, so that's why you don't remember being drunk. Uh, have you ever seen her drunk? Uh, I don't know if you have. Maybe, maybe at like uh. No, I really, yeah, I guess like the wedding. I can't really think, recall another place where you would have seen her. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen her like mm. intoxicated. No, it's 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 not. It's nothing. It's nothing special. It's <laughs> well, my wife gets funny when she's drunk. Your apparently. your wife does, and very talkative. Yes, she total opposite of what she yeah, normally is. I, uh, it's funny. We were at Triple D's wedding, and she was. She was drunk, and I was, and we were, we were just like we were talking, and I was like, "Oh, it's just I, I, I don't want this coming up the wrong way, but I'm like, oh, I forgot how funny she was, like, I oh, yeah. seen, I haven't seen her like that in a long time, probably, have I. Yeah. <laughs> I would say probably like ten years, uh, or so maybe, uh, but uh, 
Yeah. That was actually shocking because she was more intoxicated than me, but I also had a purge because of them fucking scallops. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got sick. Um, yeah. Man, I don't know, but I can't... With due respect to all of her wives, man, I sometimes I can't be around drunk, like, girls or women. Not, oh, yeah. not at all of them, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, like, um, everyone's emotional and... <laughs> just it's just always something always happens <laughs> it's always some kind of mess guys oh, get drunk and we do stupid shit girls get drunk and they cry about something or they you know, yeah like you know they get into fights with somebody but always something. oh 100% I mean it's gonna be uh, interesting this weekend uh, we are going on our uh, we are going on a bachelor party trip mm-hmm Back up to the uh, cabin, so that that will be interesting. Right. A different kind of uh, bachelor party. Yeah, it seems like it. Well, it seems like it's going to be subdued because it is in a. I guess you could say not. I don't want to put this in the wrong light, but like a non-entertainment uh, filled location. Like mm. normally, we go to Atlantic City, Toronto, New Orleans, Vegas. You know, we are going to cities where now we are literally the closest city that we're near is not a city at all. You know what I mean? Like, we're uh, literally Monticello. in the woods. <laughs> Which is, I, I love the idea of it. They, I love going up there. Mm. I could sit by a campfire all day and just have cigars. If we do what we usually do and just kind of sit around and, you know, do whatever... I'm totally fine. Oh, it's completely with that. relaxing. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I well, we went in October. Like, it was such a crazy year. Um, you know, like the pandemic, and you know, I had a kid, so it was just a crazy, crazy year. Getting away for those two nights was just like such a like a oh, cleanser. Yeah. Like, I just like felt like I, I I laughed so hard, which I haven't done in. At that point, probably months or who knows, probably since the last time I went to the cabin. So it's it's nice to kind of get away. It was nice to get away at that at that time and just kind of just laugh and have a good time and just kind of not worry about anything going on at the, at the moment. So I'm kind of hoping that happens this time, which it will. Um, I mean, we we definitely will have some things to celebrate. I mean, we have obviously the main event is the bachelor party itself. Yes. yes. Else. So congratulations to him and uh, yeah, not the not the girl we thought it not was. Not our not our Egan. <laughs> not our Egan, a different Egan. Uh, without giving so away he, first names, uh, this person has the same first name and last name as our good yes. friend of the show, Egan. Yes, <laughs> which is just uh, I, another funny story. My wife, when we got the the wedding invitation. My wife is like, you got something from Egan. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. I'm like, then I'm looking, I'm like, this isn't our Egan. <laughs> I was like, who is? Uh, it was just, it was very funny. <laughs> I mean, she is happily married to her uh, her man. Yes. But not. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Different, but different ones. But we have that. We are celebrating you going back to work. You will you will be in the office coming up. Yes, uh, I don't think I really 
if I mention, I apologize. So basically, what they're doing, like you know, I was doing uh, working from home. I'm still working from home as of yesterday or this past Friday. Um, so when they announced about a, almost a month ago, they said, "All right, we're going to start slowly bringing people back, and it's going to be like a fifty percent capacity at first. So first week I'm there, I'm I'm there for two days, and then I'm home for three. The following Gosh. week, I'm there for three days and home for two. That's all they've given now, us so far. Say if there's six people in your office, are three of you doing one schedule and the other three are doing the opposite, or are all three of you, or all six of you in at the same day? No, we're, the same we're, day? We're, that's the thing, we're not, it's, it's weird, like, <clears throat> our, the floor I work on, there's many different departments, so it's like a big it's a, it's a, you know, it's an office building, kind of. So, um, where I am, like, I'm not really around anybody. Like, you could, even on a full day, like, even before all this started, like, no one, just because so many people left, or, there's, like, a lot of, like, like, um, um, like, closed offices, you know, like, offices for, like, managers and stuff, and then you have, like, cubicles, which is where I am. But the guy that, Used to sit behind me, left a couple of months prior to the pandemic, <clears throat> and the person who has the cubicle in front of me sits so far away because she has a bigger cubicle because she has a different um, job title. Basically, I'm not within three feet of anybody. Um, okay, but because it's a it's an inside, they got to do fifty percent capacity, I guess, and that's taken into account every department. So. Um, and the funny thing is this one guy who got, he, one guy, this one guy I worked with retired during the pandemic. Another guy took his spot. I had not met him yet. <laughs> and our schedules, we will not meet <laughs> the first week. The second week, I think we're, I think we're there together one day. So I, I've talked to this guy hundreds of times already. Like I hear his voice every day through like our zoom meetings and stuff. But, um. I have not met him. <laughs> so have you physically seen him? No, on, like I have through not. the camera. Oh yeah, through the, maybe once or twice, but at the beginning when he was kind of new, he would have his camera on. But then after like a week, he turned it off, like everyone else did. Like I don't keep my camera on anymore. No one does. So you, that day to work, you should wear like really tight pants and stick like a zucchini down it, <laughs> and just be like, "Hey, I'm Joe," <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and just see what he has to say. Because he's only seen you from the neck up. That's right. So, true. I mean, leave a good impression in the beginning. Yeah, right. No, I don't want to leave that impression. <laughs> I'll probably think I'm coming on to him. And I'll be down in uh, HR and bye-bye job. <laughs> so, <laughs> But, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, a, little ang- I, I'm a little anxious about kind of going back. Cause I, I, one of the things I didn't want to happen as I was home is I didn't want to get into this routine. Um, so I had my routine with work. I woke up at five, out the door by like five twenty. You know, I got to work, got my coffee, and I, I had a whole routine down. Now I'm home for a year and a half almost. I'm waking up at six fifteen, down to work by six twenty, <laughs> you know, right down to the kitchen table. Um, and it was just like I, I got into a routine being here. You know, if I I clock out at three three oh one, I'm on the couch. <laughs> Now it's clock out at three, three thirty, whatever time I'm working. Sit in traffic for about forty-five minutes. Like I'm gonna have to deal with all the summer traffic now. 
So uh-huh. it's just. Yeah. Oh, and those Biden gas prices. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I would fill up my, the last year and a half, I filled up my car like maybe twice a month. Maybe. Um, now it's going to be like at least once a week again. Um, my car has 176,000 miles on it. <laughs> I think I put maybe 3,000 miles on it the last year and a half. Now that's going to go up. I'm going to have to get a new car eventually really soon because I'm going to be putting miles on the car again. So it's uh, – everything's kind of – which is good. Everything's going back to normal. But now it's like – I feel like everything was kind of on pause, certain things, and now it's resuming. Like I've never w- worked – like really, really worked as a dad. So I don't yeah. know what that's going to be like. That's like I'm not going to see my my daughter in the morning anymore. She's going to be sleeping as I leave. So it's going to be it's going to be an adjustment. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. You can see the picture of me right here, right? Yeah. This. You see how it's all gray? Mhm. Kiss that beautiful black hair you have right away. Because now that you're going to be at work and have the stress of that and then come to home and deal with a child, especially now that someone is getting into their terrible twos, good luck, man. Good luck. That's where all yeah, this Tom, started. Not, not to change the subject, but you've gotten grayer as the weight has come off. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you are Literally, grayer now than you were six months ago. What? Color doesn't even want to be on me anymore. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I look at your pictures on Instagram, I'm like, he's getting grayer. <laughs> How the fuck is this possible? <laughs> My father's name nickname was Whitey. I so. know, I know, but it's just kinda it's just funny. But you know what? Be thankful. This is I don't care it's about going there. I don't care about going gray. I really honestly Oh no, don't. I don't either. Just let me keep my hair. Let me keep my hair. That's that's all I ask for. That's the one good feature on me that I've never had a problem with is my hair. So if I can keep my oh, yeah. hair, I'll be happy. I don't care if it's gray. Gray me up, but... Well, see, this is what I want to do. Now, especially now, Like people have told me that I look a lot younger because I lost, essentially, my oldest daughter in weight. I want to wait till my hair gets, like... If it gets any more grayer, which, I mean, there's a few strands left that are uh, that are clinging to life there. Pop your hair is okay. But once it... Once it goes like kind of full gray, I want to dye it one time, and then just to, just to see the reaction. I'm more of like a reactionary type of person. If someone would be like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" You remind me. That's of, what I want. Yeah, that's, you remind me of a friend of ours who likes the reaction. Wears yes. tight red underwear and walks around in it. <laughs> and speaking of which, that's another celebration we have for the uh, the uh, cabin. Well, he, he, we he got a good promotion. Yes, we can't even we can't see what he does. Can't go more, he but would, congratulations to him. Totally get fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally get fired. Oh, better, no, they, they, they outed me. Uh, don't listen to that podcast, <laughs> please. <laughs> Those two, they lie about everything. Don't believe Those them. sons of bitches. <laughs> I never jerked off to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he be, he's going to be sweating bullets. Like, yeah, uh. I heard something the other day. <laughs> is this you? <laughs> he never cared about his name being on because he was like, oh, I don't care. He's going to care now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a big promotion. But in, in all seriousness, congratulations to him. I We can't say what he is, but uh, it, it's a, if it's a big deal. If you knew him and you 
you didn't know what he did, you would never guess that, oh, that he would have this type of responsibility. You would be shocked. But yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it's I'm I'm happy for him, proud of him. That, that's that's terrific news. So I know he worked hard for that. So, so that's great. Yeah, well, he went to college for like 27 yeah, years. He, he should be a fucking. <laughs> he sure fucking did go to college for 25. <laughs> doctors don't go as long. Doctors as he get out quicker than him. <laughs> He's, he really was the uh, uh, Van Wilder <laughs> of up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he looks like Tommy Boy. <laughs> oh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, you got me. <laughs> oh, King. So, Joe, are you having a cigar tonight? I, I am. I'm having, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm having that, um, I, I said the name of this a couple weeks ago, completely forgot about it, but forgot what it's called, but that's what I'm having. It's the, that unknown cigar again. What are you having? Mm. I'm having a Chow, um, I think it's an MX2, and okay. I always get myself on these. The actually uh, funny story about it: the king's father um, took us out down to the city one time. We went to a uh, cigar bar, um, actually the Grand Havana Room, okay. and he had it there. And I was always intrigued by it. And I oh, and every time I've gotten it, I I don't want to sound this way, but like I've always been disappointed because it like it either burns extremely hot, it either has a tough pull. There's either uh, like twigs in it, which uh, I I just started yanking one out right now. It it's a very flavorful cigar, but it just, it doesn't, it, I don't know if it's just me, but like, see that? Like I pull out a fucking wow. twig. Wow. Yeah. That's like a stick. Yeah. You pull and, the and stick out of every it. Every time I get these, I don't know if maybe, I, 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 it's just my luck with these or, because I've heard people, other people say they love them. Right. And the, the King's father said he, th- th- that was his, I think, go-to cigar for a while, he was telling me. And I just never had luck with it. I just I don't know what it is. Is it like is it dry? No, no, no. I just I literally <laughs> just got these because I I actually just uh, knowing that we were going on the trip uh, and I get them through Cigar International. It takes uh, you know with the the pandemic, the nonsense that that is. I guess they have you know trouble shipping out because of you know staffing and blah 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 blah. And, you know deliveries are always longer now, especially anything like Amazon. It's all it's all. Uh, you know, longer delivery times. So I wanted to make sure I had them for the, the, the bachelor party. Okay. And I ordered a bunch of them and it's, they're, they're fresh. I got these less than a week ago. Okay. It's just, I always have trouble with these. I don't know what it is about these cigars, but I always have trouble. And you, you humidor is okay. It's at a good, mm-hmm. uh, humidity. Okay. <clears throat> well, I guess I wouldn't really create the stick. That's just weird. The one thing I will admit, and I've been probably smoking cigars, what, for 20 years? maybe 20 years yeah. now? <laughs> About that. When I first started, probably the first, like, seven, eight, ten years, I never had a problem with them. Never had sticks in them. And then, it like, like every once in a while, you would, like, you'd get one with a hard pull, and as you're, you know, as you're smoking it, it kind of, it opens up at the, at the, at where you inhale, and... I was able to pluck like a twig out here and there. I call them twigs. And some of them, I like 
I had one the other day at work, and there were seven of them in there. Jesus Christ. Seven like that. Yeah, like firewood. Yeah, I mean, and, <clears throat> it, and you're pulling them out, and as you pull them out, you know, sometimes it, it destroys the cigar. Um, but usually does, if you can yeah. get it out with keeping the cigar intact, it makes the draw so much easier. Because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it, I mean, it's essentially a fire. You take a twig and you put it into a fire, it's going to burn up in no time, mm-hmm. which are the leaves. But if you throw a log in there, it's going to take forever. And that's essentially what these are. So it just, it, I, I don't know what's going on with the cigar industry. If it's, it, it seems like, and it's not just one company that's doing this. It seems like it's across the board with a mm-hmm. lot of the cigars I smoke. And yeah. I try not to smoke cheap ones, but, you know, every once in a while, Sometimes the cheaper ones are actually the better ones. Let me t- I don't know. So, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, I really have kind of – I used to always smoke Romeo and Juliet. So then as, as my cigar smoking has increased, I broadened my range more. Um, I There's a lot of cheaper – like, I usually try a lot of cigars. I would say $11 and up, you're getting a pretty decent – a good cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of good, like, I prefer, so I prefer hand-rolled cigars, like the ones that just, there's no company, like, they're just, they're privately brought, bought, um, and I kind of gravitate to them, they're cheap, they're like $8 a, a stick, and they last, like, over an hour, and I never have a problem with it, they don't dry out, <clears throat> they don't, um, the, the leaf doesn't come off after I cut it or something, <clears throat> but if I get something from like a company, like a, like a like a company cigar, I would say one every ten times, or not not, not even that little. Maybe like fifty percent of the time, leaf comes off. I get like I have to pull it. You know, I get to pull the the not sticks like that, but like little things, and it yeah. starts wearing and tearing it down here. By the time I get down to here, <clears throat> the cigar is like friggin' shredded. Oh yeah, <coughs> I mean you you can look at the the see how it's like all blown yeah, out hey, here. That's, how, like, that's, that's what's going just on just from yeah. pulling. Yep. I, and one of my favorite cheap sticks, it, it, well, actually, I have two of my two of my favorite cheap sticks are they're Olivia Seconds that I get from Cigar International. They're great. They burn even. They're they're I like a like a thicker cigar, you know, like kind of like those uh like the old fifties movie cigars, like mm-hmm. you know, like a stogie, if you will. If you watch like the old. I know you're, you're not a big fan of it, but I'll watch, like, old-timey movies, and, like, it's usually the guy, like, chomping on it, and it's that, that thick cigar. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're great on that. And then the other ones, uh, you've had them from me, are the Cuba the Cuba Libres. Yes. Those smaller yes. ones, mm-hmm. they were the dark, like, the Madura wrapper. Yeah. And they were, like, they are probably, like, the, the size of, like, a iPhone. Yeah, I would say. Maybe even a maybe little bit smaller, but smaller they're, they're great yeah. smoke, and they always burn good. I've never had twigs in them. It's just... It, and they're not expensive. Mm-hmm. Those are two of my favorites. But yeah, that was a good. That's one. my little rant of cigars. It la- that lasts me like almost a half hour. That mm-hmm. little that little cigar. As long as you're not dr- taking deep drags every time, like you can make that last a while. Yeah, I mean, I- I'm I'm a quick cigar smoker. I mm-hmm. usually when you guys have a cigar, I have two. You do. <laughs> you're I almost done with that one, now. and you started that right before we hit record, and it's been a, yeah. almost a half hour. So, <laughs> yes. but uh, th- yeah, so that that's my kind of my rant on that. Nice. 
I don't know if you have any other rants, but I got a good one. Um, no, but your rants are always good for a laugh. So what's up? So three days ago, my daughter's at school and the teacher notices she has a runny nose. I have allergies. My older daughter has allergies. I already know where this is going. Okay. (laughs) My, uh, my youngest apparently is now getting allergies. And for the record, Colin has been, I don't know about the rest of the country, but here it's been awful. Awful. Oh my God. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my uh, table that's sitting out here and it's literally a cascade of yacht well on top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we like washed it off two days ago. It's just literally just a covering of pollen. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's, she's, you know, got a runny nose. She's just kind of draining. The teacher notices it, send her to the nurse's office. So the nurse um, says, oh, you have to go home. <laughs> and you need a doctor's note to come back. God's sake. So now I'm fucking fuming. I'm like, it's a fucking runny nose. Yeah. So my wife luckily was off of work, picks her up. Ends up having to take her to the doctor's office. The doctor even says, this is fucking nonsense. And I end up calling up the school and I'm like, I I told the, I told the nurse, this is bullshit. Like I I actually recorded my, you can only hear my end of the conversation and I'll send you the thing so you can hear it. But like, I I was just being a dick about things because it's just like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. And. It just, it boggles my mind that when we had a runny nose, if we went to the nurse's office, like, the nurse would kick our ass. Oh, yeah, I would fake stomach aches all the time in middle school. Uh, They sent me right back. (laughs) They they didn't even give a shit. (laughs) They sent me right back to, to, to class. And this is a runny nose. A runny fucking nose. And I said to her, I'm like, she has allergies. And they're like, yeah, we still need a doctor's note. I'm like, a doctor's note for a fucking runny note. Like, I was like, irate. And it's not like our doctor, we used to have the doctor here in Warwick. Mm -hmm. And ended up uh, passing away. And we had to go to a new one all the way in Monroe. So now, my wife, luckily she was off of work. Didn't have to take a day off or leave work early. But had to take her all the way to Monroe for nonsense. Mm-hmm. Waste money on a on a doctor's visit. And, like, th- this is what the school does. I'm like, and they're worried about this, but they're okay with our kids fucking wearing masks all day long. Fucking suffocating in those things. Mm. I, w- I was, I, I, I was pissed that day. I wrote a note and it was pretty much, like, I was going to send it to everyone and... I'm actually to, I'm not one of those, I'm not a Karen at all when it comes to shit like this. Normally I let stuff roll off my back, but like this one, I'm kind of like fired up about, I'm like, I'm pissed about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I almost just want to like kind of blast it in the uh, local paper. Like I'm that, like, I hate being that guy. Like I don't want to be a Karen, but like this one fucking got me fuming. Yeah. Cause it just seems like at this point, it's just an excuse (coughs) to get these kids out of school. Like, Oh, we can, we can keep a kid out of school. And I said to the, um, I, when I, cause after I got off the, the phone with the, uh, the school, I called up the doctor's office. I'm like, listen, are you going to give her a, uh, like, uh, Kung flu test? And they're like, no, 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 that's parents choice. You don't have to get that. I'm like, good. Cause if not, she was going to, I was 
me and my wife were both in agreement. She was not going back to school the rest of the year. We were going to hold her out completely. Because <laughs> there was no way she was going to test. I don't know if you can hear that. The coyotes are jumping back no, here. No, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear it. But uh, yeah. I have motorcycles well, going, going up and down the road for some reason. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's it, that that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh, um, especially because I mean, <clears throat> most people have allergies. Uh, I know mine. My nose has been runny. You know, I've had I, allergies have been killing me the last couple of weeks and. A lot of people they have, so you would think they kind of would take that into effect. Like I could see maybe as precaution because of everything going on, sending her home. But to have a doctor's note is just fucking stupid. Or you know what? <laughs> you, you have her out of, out of the class, and you call <laughs> up and ask. I mean, and I guess you can't ask because of HIPAA laws. But like, mm-hmm. hey, listen. They can't inquire if you do, but if they said to us, like, hey, your daughter has a runny nose, and I go, and I'm forthcoming with the information and say, yeah, she has allergies, like, that should be good enough. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't have to be, oh, no, no, she's got to be out of school. It, it, it's just, it's, it's fucking nonsense. I mean, I'm in a job where if I'm out of work for three days, I have to provide a note. You're telling me my kid who's yeah. there because she has to be, if not... She's truant, and she and me could get in trouble. You're keeping her out. Like, I just, I, I just, I fucking, I hate this whole thing about this shit. It's just really, really, like, annoying. And I'm, and I just find it funny that, you know, the kids can now not wear their masks outside when they're at recess, where they might be playing tag, where they might be playing basketball. Anything where they have close physical contact, yet in the classroom they're all spread apart and while they're sitting, they have to wear a mask. But then transversely, if I go to a restaurant, I have to wear a mask walking in, but as soon as I sit down at a table with my family in close, close proximity, I have to sit there and t- I can take off my mask. It's like, it's like opposite. It and really these is. assholes say, oh, follow the science. Fuck and you and your science. And it is confusing because... <clears throat> New York and New Jersey both kind of looked at the mask thing. Like, it's you, you can still wear it if you want, but you don't have to. Um, the cigar place I go to, I go in there with a mask because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And one guy walks in there behind me, and he, you know the people who work there are wearing masks. So the guy's like, do I have to wear my mask still? And the guy's like, no. So I go to the guy, I, I go, I could take this off? He goes, if you want to. I'm like, bye-bye. <laughs> I took it off, right? Uh-huh. New York, same thing. Like, I, I went to the supermarket. I'm not wearing a mask anymore. So, last week, I go to Marshall's in Nyack or Nanuet. I, I always confuse them. One of those two. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I walk in, and I have my mask in my pocket. I'm like, just in case. Because I, I, I don't know where I can wear a mask and where I'm, I don't have to. I see every single person in that store wearing a mask. So, I put my mask on come out, and I looked at the door, and I must have missed this as I was going in, but it said, masks are required if you're in here. And maybe because it's a clothing store, I guess. I don't know, but it's, it, it, I, it, it's like, bull, it's, it's non-stop. I don't know what to believe. Like, can I wear a mask, or, do, do I, or can I take it off? Like, and I think that's the same thing with schools. Like, why, like, 
do you need us? Why do you need to wear a mask? Are, you, are they sitting down wearing a mask in the classroom? No. Uh, yeah, when they're sitting down, they have to wear it. So they have to wear it pretty much the entire time. Except pretty much, yeah. That's just that's fucking stupid. That's fucking stupid. Absolutely. And same thing. My wife went. We went to the uh, mall. My wife needed to get something, so she went to one of the stores. And there was literally, and this is what I love, they had, like, the smallest girl standing outside the place. Like, sir, you have to put on a mask. You know, ma'am, you have to put on a mask. And my like, and my wife could hear this coming, and she goes, oh, don't even walk up to the thing. Because she, <laughs> she knows I was going to, like, fucking lose it. Yeah. So I stood outside the thing with the kids. and But it's like, you two-foot-nothing thing, what are you going to do, stop me? Call the cops on me. I don't yeah. give a... I know no cop that has given a ticket for this. I've heard of no one receiving a a fine or a an arrest for not wearing one. It's all fucking nonsense. Yeah, it, it is. It, it goes to this thing. If this was so bad, why is there still any population in Florida or Texas? Because they've been open up and there's no increased numbers. No one. It, it, it's not like there's bodies in the streets in Miami or fucking Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The only people I really still see wearing a mask, no matter where I go, is old people, which I, which is fine. I, I, I think that's okay, because they have enough shit going on as it is. <laughs> you know, they, they, they want to kind and of... again, though, if you feel comfortable wearing it, wear it. Wear it, you, wear it till that's, the day you yeah, die. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Don't make, but don't judge me for not wearing it. Yeah, no, you're right. That's my thing. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. But, interesting enough on this... Uh, a few years ago, we went on a cruise, and there was problems with the plumbing in our in our room. Like, nothing backed up. It was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, we would lose water. There would be, like, it sounded like there was gremlins in there. There was an issue on our floor gremlins? with the plumbing. What's that? Did you call them gremlins or gremlins? Gremlins. Oh, I thought you said gremlins. <laughs> no, no, gremlins. Okay. So, I don't think there was a B in so, there. So, <laughs> they ended up giving us a... Uh, a I guess like a credit for it. So Uh we ended up booking a cruise for last April. Obviously it didn't go through, but now they're allowing it back. And the wife was talking to me and she's like, yeah, um," she goes, I'm not going because they like, you know, you're going to need a vaccine. You're going to need a test, this and that. And I guess DeSantis down in Florida just passed the law saying that if you ask people for a, vaccine verification you get fined like five thousand dollars so royal caribbean like in an instant was like we're not asking that anymore come on on the ship really yeah so (laughs) i found that very funny that uh with the drop of five thousand dollar penalty the the cruise line just went okay fuck it we're come on in we're back open back to normal (laughs) wow so me and the wife are uh repondering uh going on this cruise now nice nice so but yeah, I, I just I, I find it funny that you know it, these woke people sit there, and as soon as you know, it, at the end of the day, they hate capitalism. But when it hurts their bottom line, which is money, they change their rules automatically. Yeah. I just find it funny that they were, you know, oh no, we're we're gonna make sure we have a safe environment for all of our travelers, and then once they get, once it went money in the pocket, they went, oh fuck, we can't do that. Yeah. So I just find it very funny. Where are you looking to go? Uh. We, we were talking about it and because of, you know, you're going to different countries and who knows, like I know uh, one of our, one of the guys I work with went to Jamaica um, recently and he said like, 
you have to have a, like a vaccine to go like to get on the island. And with us, we're like, we're not, we're, I'm good with like a cruise to nowhere. Just go out to sea. We just hang out on the boat the entire time, eat, drink, well, eat and just come back and that'll be it. I'm good with that. Cause I, I, I won't get off the boat if, if they're like, yeah, we need to see a, you know, a vaccine card if you come there. So you're holding off. Um, we're going to, we're going to look for, you know, again, maybe a cruise to nowhere or maybe just going to their private islands, mm-hmm. which at that point should be open to anyone. Okay. You know, if it's, it's their own Island, they should be good with that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, 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 this is just getting ridiculous. Well, it's, it's coming to an end. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It is coming to an end. Like it, it's, this is like, it's, it's, it's happening slowly, but it's, it's coming to an end. It's done. And movie theaters are opening up. Mm-hmm. They're already saying certain, you know, movies are going to open in the movies and not going to be on HBO Max or Disney or whatever the fuck. Like you've got to go to the movies and see the movie if you want to see it. And again, this was all planned. This was known what, there was a gameplay here. Because every you know, you had all these blockbusters being made, and let's put it this way: I think that a lot of stuff was still being produced and filmed and all this while this was all going on. Because you know, these companies were like, "We're going to hold off, we're going to hold off," because they knew that the, the end game was eventually it's going to open. Mm-hmm. I mean, a few movies got dropped, and I think, in all honesty, like something like uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was one of the ones that got dropped on uh, HBO Max. And I think maybe after they did maybe a few test runs of it, because it wasn't a great movie, they <laughs> said, you know what, let's just push it on the HBO Max. Let's not have it go into the movies because it might bomb. But there's other movies that are coming out now that will be in the theaters and generate big money. Yeah, I think uh, the Top Gun sequel is coming out at the end of the month. I don't think that's going to be on anything right away. Um, but what you're going to, I think, and this is this is true. I think what you're going to see though now is that movies aren't going to be in the movies as long, and they're going to come on streaming or video on demand a lot faster. Um, you'll probably see a movie in the theater for a month, and then maybe a month after that, it'll be on you know video on demand or something. So I think that's the big change that's going on now, for the time being, until they start losing money. <laughs> and yeah, well, I mean, when you think about it too. You- it's fun. I, I was watching a Jaws documentary, and that was really the first summer blockbuster. We've talked about this in the past. But in recent history, it, it, you know, in the last few years, it doesn't seem like there's been that many. Like, I remember when we were in high school, every week there was a, it was just a new movie getting hit out, hit out, hit out. And it doesn't seem like they do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have one Marvel movie, one, you know, maybe James Bond movie. It, it, it's not like... Every week, there's one or two blockbusters that are coming out continually. It seems like they've kind of gotten away from that, and maybe this is kind of the kickstart that the movies needed because maybe it was getting a little stale. Maybe the prices were getting a little outrageous. Mm-hmm. You know, they offered things like the AMC stubs and shit like that, right. where you know it's the it's going to be the new way of doing it, getting kind of bringing back that seventies. 80s, 90s type of blockbuster again. Yeah, that's, uh, I do miss that because I, I I miss that summer blockbuster. You don't get that anymore. You don't get the uh, uh-uh. the July 4th 
movie um, that everyone wants to see, and that's the big blockbuster of the summer. Now it's like blockbusters in February and April, May. Then in the summertime, like nothing really big comes out, and then you got like <laughs> November and then Christmas time. It's just like there's blockbusters throughout the year. So like I do miss that hype around that one big movie. And I think they had a couple years ago with the vendors, I guess. But that came out in April. Like, I miss that summer blockbuster. I miss seeing Will Smith every July 4th in a movie. Because yeah. he was the king of that weekend. <laughs> with Wild Wild West. Yes. Do you remember when we I saw mean, I that? Guess Go ahead. Do you remember when we saw that movie? Wild Wild West? No. Okay. I tried to put it out of my memory. We, yeah, it was bad. We went to the drive-in. <clears throat> Me, you, Shad, and really, I think Doolittle. I could see that, or maybe it was forty four. There was there was, a, there was like one part of summer where we were hanging out with them a lot. We went to concerts. We we wrestling. It was yeah. We were, after we were high school, hanging out with them a lot. Yeah, after high school, we kind of we hung out with them a lot because. We pretty much like just kind of gravitated toward people who were still in Warwick at the time, uh-huh. and they were fun to hang out with. So it wasn't like <laughs> just like a pity thing. But oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. Oh, with I I loved hanging out with those guys. They they were a lot of fun. Monday but... night, Monday night raw, you know, oh, parties yeah. and all that. We were with them at least once a week. Oh yeah. yeah. But I guess this kind of gets me into what I was thinking of as the main gist of this show. Okay. I know we've had a lot of talk so far about things, but again, going back to watching that Jaws documentary, I've I've seen a few on it. There's been a few documentaries on this, but this one kind of brought more up of like the, the mindset of Steven Spielberg during this. And it made me think like, are you one of those people that watches a movie to watch the plot of the movie and all that? Or are you one of those people that watches the, cinematic quality of it if you will no i choose a movie because i want to see the fucking movie um if it if it looks if it looks uh if the cinematography is wonderful on it that's a plus but that's not why i see the movie <laughs> but there are people so you're, you're there. like that same thing with like music if you will like if you were really into the drums mm-hmm. would you go see a band just no. because they have a great drummer no Okay. No, I can't imagine how many people would. <laughs> oh, there are people out there, and I'm going to put it this way. I hate those people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree I agree with you, but I want to know why you hate them. Because you're focusing in on one aspect of it while it's not the main reason for the movie. Now... Again, watching this documentary, they talked about how Steven Spielberg, there was, I guess, the one scene where they were, like, they kind of showed the boat just sitting out in the ocean, mm-hmm. and they were getting pissed because they filmed this out in in open water, and they were getting mad because, like, a sailboat would be in the distance, mm-hmm. and then, like, they would have, like, 30 <laughs> seconds before they had to film the scene for 30 seconds, and then another sailboat came, mm-hmm. and... Like, it just annoyed me that they were so hung up on this. And I get it. Like, you're, you're, that's your job to make a movie. But to sit there and focus in on just that, like, 
there are boats in the sea. Well, I think you know, th- this is this is why. And I'm going to tell you why because of this. Because for that scene, they were supposed to be in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay? A sailboat ain't going to last in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I think it's only supposed to go out. And I think that what they're also trying to do is like that. Portray that they're all alone. Exactly. Exactly. There's yes. no one out there to help them. It's just those three guys on a boat fighting a shark. There's no one else around to rescue them if something happens. So I think that's what they're going for. That's like almost filming like a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic movie and an airplane comes overhead and they leave it in the movie. Like, well, I hear an airplane, so obviously things are okay <laughs> if like, uh, you know, all these zombies are around. And I get that. I get that on the director's aspect, but there was there was like film critics and people talking about this movie that had nothing to do with the production of it. These were these were guys younger than us that were you know just film buffs, media nerds, shit like that. And they were like you know they were getting hung up on that. Like, and I just I don't like they, they worry about those things. And there was other things that in the movie you should have worried about. Mm-hmm. You know. I, another one is uh, Doctor Shivago, if I'm pronouncing it right. Okay. Have you ever seen that movie? I never heard of this movie. <laughs> really? No. This is like a, a huge Bond movie. movie? <laughs> I'm not an old yeah, doc- film guy like you. Like, what is who is okay. Doctor Shivago? It's essentially a a movie about the uh, World War One. And the Russian Revolution, it takes place in Russia, and it's, you know, a story about that. And it's like three three and a half hours long. It's oh. like this long, it's, yeah, it's it's rough. It's long, but and it sounds see, boring as fuck. And that's the thing about it. But you, if you go into, like, uh, the top 100 movies of all time, you know, like, uh, what is it, the American Film Institute right. or whatever it is, yeah, AFI, yeah. They have it at like in the top ten movies of all time, and they put more praise on the cinematography of it, okay. um, you know, and things like the Ten Commandments and Ben Hur because it's this big cinematic thing. But like Doctor Zhivago, it's I guess the acting is good in it, but the story is just rough. It's a rough movie, and I hate when they do that. And and I think a lot of that is also with like independent films, like. I can't get into an independent film too much. Okay. You know, like, and I'm not putting, uh, like, B-movies in the independent films because you could almost kind of say they are, but, like, something like The Blair Witch where the cinematography is terrible because that's the way they set it up. Okay. And they called it groundbreaking on that, but the acting was terrible. But it it was a good movie because it it had a good plot. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and, and that's what just it, like so. I hate when they put more emphasis on what I consider a, and again, this is my opinion, a small part of a movie. When mm. if it's not entertaining, I don't care how good the cinematography well, is. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, deb- I'm not debate it, but uh, contradict that, uh, or not, that's not the right word for it. But what I'm trying to say is, I think if that movie was made like a regular movie. It would not have been. No, it wouldn't be as what it was. It, it was in a sense because not a, those found footage movies. I mean, before that was the only one I could think of. Before that was maybe Cannibal Holocaust, 
Um, and, and that was, uh, I want to say, very early, like 1980, somewhere between like 78, 82 that came out. Um, was it that? Was it that late? I thought it was earlier. I, it's, I think it's somewhere around that time. You could look it up really fast if you want. But uh, So anyway, but, but between that and Blair Witch, there wasn't really... I mean, in the 80s, you had pretty much like the slasher movies, and then that kind of went away in the 90s for the most part, and Scream bought that horror movie thing back, but... More suspenseful. Yeah, horror. suspense. Um, so the way it was shot drew people in because it felt real. You're right. Was it? And, I mean, and, and, if that was a movie that came out as a regular movie, like a Scream or something, it would have bombed. Oh, absolutely. It would have bombed because the public wasn't into movies like that at the time. And it wasn't like... I mean, it was just... They were, they were actors, but they weren't known actors. So that drew... I think that's what drew people in because... Plus, it, it, it really made use of the internet, of telling people it was real and all that shit, which also played a part. But um, So in that sense, I could see... The cinematography being a key component of Thank it. You, that was yes. more of the luster of it than the actual... I don't even want to say the plot, because the plot was alright. The ending was amazing. Yeah, well... The acting was, acting was subpar, but... The, like, if you're going to base a thing on cinematography where a lot of these, like, film critics and film nerds get into it, I don't I don't get into that. Mm-hmm. That's, like, to me, that's a very minor part of a movie. Mm. Especially now with CGI. Like, you're not, it, it makes it just that much more if. Because you can, yeah. you're recreating stuff in a big room with a green screen. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just I. That's where like I, I know a lot of people. If I'm gonna go with a cine- cinematography movie, that I think really enriched a movie, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Lord of the Rings. Because the actual filming out there and showing you know the mountains and the rivers and all that that was great on that end, mm-hmm. and that added to the movie. That made it even better because yeah. it was to me that was a perfectly well rounded movie, and that's out of probably the last. 20 years, 25 years, those are my favorite movies on, like, a total scale. Yeah. I really enjoyed those. I remember... But um, it, the, go ahead, no, finish, finish what you say. No, just because the, the cinematography added to it, but it wasn't the key reason why it made it such a great movie. Yeah. Where I think things like, like I said, Dr. Zhivago, Ben-Hur... It, I mean, Charleston Heston is a good, great actor, but a little over the top. If you had another actor in there, I think the movie wouldn't have been nearly as good because Heston kind of pushed it to that level. Mm -hmm. But they would have relied more on the cinematography than anything. Right. Um, I'll never forget, when you talk about something like that, I remember this kid I knew once. Uh, I took a class in college. Um... It was like a um, television production kind of class. And this kid was all about like movies. Very big movie guy. And he went to go see Gladiator. So this is like around 2000. Okay. Um, 
went to go see Gladiator. He came back, you know, the next week, and he's talking about, like, how he went to go see it, and he's talking about, like, the cinematography of it, and, like, the beautiful shots in it. Like, he went to go see the movie because of the cinematography. This is the guy I'm talking about. This and, is the guy. Yeah, basically, he was like, this is the guy, like, if he didn't get a job in the movie industry, he probably offed himself. <laughs> like, there was, like, that, like, he was very obsessed. And he was telling a story how he kept talking to the guy next to him who he didn't know. And he was kept mentioning, like, oh, you see, you see how they do this shot? And this guy didn't, I think, I'm, I mean, it's been 21 years, so I'm probably, maybe I'm getting it wrong, but the guy didn't know him. And the guy was getting pissed. He's like, he's like, why are you talking to me? Like, what are you trying to do? And the, the kid's like, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just, I'm just mentioning like how beautiful it is. He goes, I know what you're trying to do. Stop it. <laughs> he pissed this, the guy this, off. This is the exact guy I'm talking about. He had to this talk is, about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they w- watch the movie. If you and, and to me, go watch the movie the first time. Make sure it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then go and watch it for your prerogative on what you love about it. it you know yeah again going to see it and take it to the music genre you really enjoy drums you're all about drums you, you you drummed as a kid you did all this you go to see whoever uh and it's it's a bad example but they have a great drummer um like the red hot chili peppers just mm-hmm. saying chad smith's a very good drummer or uh blink 182 you know, Travis Barker, very good drummer. You go there to see them, but if you've never seen them before and you don't know what their music is about and their music is shit, but you went there to go see a great drummer, you're pumping up this this band because of the drummer, and it might not be because of the substance. Now, here's the here's where here's my uh, thing on that. Would if you're going to see like a random band, or no, there's a random I don't know. Say Blink One Eighty Two, just for just throwing just a random band out there. But you have no from nineteen ninety five. You no no interest in seeing Blink One Eighty Two, but before they're big. But Slash is going to play with them. You want to go see Slash? Yes. So is that okay? Because you're really going to see the. Because no, if you're a metal fan, you're not going to see Blink One Eighty Two. But if you're hearing Sl- oh, Slash is going to play with them, all right, maybe I'll kind of, maybe I'll give it a shot. Valid point. You, you bring <laughs> up a good point on that. But again, you're a fan of Slash. You don't. You. It's not yeah, like you've right. never seen Slash before, or you've only. You didn't know his work prior to this. You didn't. You never knew he was in Guns N' Roses. No, you knew. Or the Snake Pit. No, you knew, but you like. You, you had to, and that's it. You you knew about him, so you knew that he would do a good job. But after you go see, but you went to go see him. But I'm curious to see. Again, this is just an example. Just throw out an example. I want to see what he brings to their songs. Because mm-hmm. you know it's going to be different. But again, you could go see him, and now you go see the concert, and you're like, he did great, but their songs are trash. Now he, are you going to have a, a more warped perspective of him? Well, probably. Oh, yeah, Slash does everything. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> he's, he, does, he literally just joins anybody these days. So I, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a warped 
reception of them, but my thing is, and I, I, I love music. Um, I won't go see a, a band just because of the bass player. Um, not even Michael Anthony. That's, he's in a different. <laughs> he's in a different stratosphere, Tom. But when I'm listening to music, this is something I can hear a million times. But sometimes, if I'm listening to it, if I really listen closely, I'll hear something new. Okay. Like uh, it could be like certain guitar parts, and I'll like, and for that entire song, I'll just listen to the guitar part of it, just because I just, and I can't explain why. I just like, like ah, oh, like you could tell like the different instruments, and I mean, I'm probably not explaining myself well, but um, sometimes I do do that. Well, like, I'll focus on one part of the song, the guitar part okay. or the drums, just to kind of. I don't know, I, I like dissecting a song like that, and just, and it's cool how it just kind of comes together. Like, all right, he's playing the same three chords over and over again. You probably couldn't tell if you're just casually listening to it, but if you really listen close, you can really hear it. Um, like, Hey Man, Nice Shot. This is a perfect example. It's the same chords throughout <laughs> the entire song, with the exception of the slow part. So I, I just... I look at, but I again, I won't go see Filter just to see that guitar player. I'll, you know, I, I that's something I do in my private private time. Okay. <laughs> so. All right, now I got two bands for you. Okay. And it's kind of along, along the same thing. You like? Let me do this one first because this is they're more similar on this aspect. You have Journey. Mm-hmm. Steve Perry was great on those early songs. They end up going, Steve Perry gets fired, leaves, whatever story you want to believe on that end of it. Yeah. They bring in a singer who sounds exactly like Steve Perry, a little Filipino boy that is a duplicate of Steve Perry. I mean, it's, it's uncanny how they sound so much alike. Do you like the idea of that? No, because I'm, I feel like I'm not, and I feel like I'm not seeing Journey. Okay, but but at the same time, we saw Queen with Paul Rogers, and they were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Now, but do you, we did see Queen. It just there was no Freddie Mercury, and that's where I was going to go with my next band. But you, you picked up a good one there on that. But I was going to say ACDC. With who? Do you? Or you have you have the Bon Scott era, mm-hmm. and then you had uh, what the hell is his name? Oh God, I can't. Uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I could Brian uh, Johnson. Brian Johnson, yes. Do you like the Bon Scott songs no. sung by Brian Johnson? Uh, n- um. <sighs> That's tough. And I'm gonna, I'm also gonna, I'm gonna throw one after this one because I got a good one for you after this one. Uh, honestly, I like Brian Johnson better. Like I'll listen to like the old ACDC albums, like Highway to Hell. No, that was was that Brian Johnson? No, that wasn't Brian Johnson. Highway to Hell. It was. No, I don't think it was. I thought it was uh. 
Hold on, motherfucker. <laughs> I think uh, Bon Scott's last one would have maybe been. No, it was, been it, was, Deeds? it was. Uh, no, Highway to Hell, the last Bon Scott. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we saw them live, and I don't remember if they. I'm pretty sure they did Highway to Hell, but I don't remember them. I've seen them three times. I don't remember yeah, any of the concert. Um, Thanks a lot, I Egan. Will, uh, yeah, <laughs> I will say the the. I'm gonna. I'm. I. I can't answer that one because I don't remember. I can't recall hearing a song that Brian Johnson sang that was Angus Young. Uh, I'm sorry, Bon Scotts. Um. I heard him sing "Big Balls," which I believe is Angus Scott, uh, Bon Scott. I'm fucking everyone's name up, Bon Scott, and he did a good job on that. Um, but I'm gonna throw out a better example. Van Halen. You got it. Do you? I don't. Now I like. I'm probably in the minority with this, but I like Sammy Hagar's Van Halen better than David Lee Roth's Van Halen. But I hate hearing him singing a David Lee Roth uh, song. I don't like hearing him sing Hot for Teacher. I don't like hearing him sing Jump. I like him singing his song and vice versa. I don't but I don't think David Lee Roth ever sang anything post him leaving. Mm-hmm. Um his range just doesn't match that song. Now I'm gonna throw it out like this. I think that Sammy Hagar is a better singer. Mm-hmm. I think David Lee Roth is a better performer. Hands you're absolutely right, yeah. Now, would you ever entertain this option? If you could ever get them in all in one room, and obviously it's a little harder now with uh, Eddie not there. The main guy did, but if, yeah. you, if you could have Sammy sing Sammy songs and David sing David songs and the rest just play all the music. Oh, no, I'd buy that ticket in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. Because okay. I do like David, I like the David Lee Roth Van Halen as well. I just really lean more toward the Sammy Hagar version i just maybe because they're a little more poppier i don't know they're a little more harder and and some songs are harder than the david lee roth ones they're very flashy um but in a oh my god in a heartbeat i would totally i mean it would be a it'd probably be a mess of a concert because they have to be constantly you'd have to figure out a way to kind of you know they have to like adjust the sounds for each guy but um yeah um here, I got one more for you. Okay. Would you see Motley Crue without Tommy Lee? <laughs> Cause we, I have. Because we have. <laughs> but did you notice a difference? See, playing an instrument is different than a singer, I think. No, it's not. You don't think so? No. I thought she did. I thought she did a very good job. She did a good job. I don't remember. It was so long ago. I couldn't tell you. I will tell you, I feel like I didn't really see Motley Crue because it ain't the real, it ain't the original four guys. You had a chick in there, yeah. Um, but um, people play guitars. Drum, drums is a little different, but because drums you got to keep the same beat. You do, but it's got to be the same beat, not, same cadence. They all don't play the same way. You can't stick Slash and Van Halen in place of uh, Eddie Van Halen. They play to- they play totally different guitars. Yes, sound wise, I mean, mm-hmm. Slash has his way. 
Eddie has his or had his way. It goes with a lot of things. I, I can tell when a band changes members because the sound is different. And if you hear, uh, I'm trying to think of a band that Cliff Burton, Jason Newstead. You could, to me, you could tell. Okay. Just because I I list, maybe I'm one of those people you're talking about. I I listen to certain things like that and. Cause I don't and Justice no new, uh, they didn't put Newstead on in, uh, in Justice for All, right? They didn't. They just kind of they did it without him. They didn't ha- they had no bass? Was he maybe just studio? He I think he was. I think they put bass in there, but it was just like they really. I mean, they had it out for him that first album with them. So they I, don't, I think they just kind of like really lowered it. But um, if you look at the Black album, it's completely different from what they did before that. And well, they kind of went from more of like a thrash metal they, to more of a heavy. They did, and you're right. Um, but I think a lot of that was because they changed the bass player. Well, they had to, well, but uh, Newstead probably couldn't keep up with the, you know, the hard beat. That's that's honestly what I think. <laughs> All right, so we've established that you might be a little bit of a, a, a music snob. Maybe I wouldn't say I'm a snob, but I. I can hear, not all the time, probably most of the time I can't, but with certain bands I can hear, I can hear little differences. Okay. Yeah. Because you got to adjust, like everyone, they come in with their own different take on something, they come in with their own taste, their own way of playing, and the whole band has to adjust to that. You can't play how you'd play with Clipper, and you have to play how you play now with Jason Newstead. And then they changed again with the, I forget his name, the guy from Suicide Tendencies. I, 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 I I, he's been with the band for 20 years, and I still don't know his name. But, um. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Yeah, so they, they, and they changed it up again. Again, they, they changed their sound for multiple reasons, but that was one of them. That's just how I see it. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. And, Again, I don't want to say I'm a a, uh, a film snob, if you will, mm-hmm. but I do, and maybe this is why I gravitate towards older movies. I do like the way that they filmed it, in the fact that it was all real. There was no studios. There, it was you know, it wasn't all soundstage stuff. You know, like especially westerns. I like a lot of old westerns, and I like how they show. You know, it was filmed out in that, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say it's cinematography of it it was just the location mm-hmm. and I think maybe where I'm going with cinematography is just the the camera angles and how they filmed it and stuff like that I just like the the locations if you will because mm-hmm. I think it, it when you go and actually if you were to do a, uh, a western and actually be out in the desert it makes it feel better than a sound stage mm-hmm I mean, obviously, like space movies, you can't do that. But when you make it as realistic as you can, it makes it feel better for me, as opposed to just the, the creative aspect oh, of I, it. No, I agree with you. I agree. The with filming that. aspect yeah. of it, and you you should know more about this than me from you know doing a lot of the communication stuff with college and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, did, when you were doing that, even in high school with. Uh, communications did they really talk about that a lot was 
I never took any of the communications classes in there. Was it more just like how to operate cameras or was it actually like filming? Did they teach you that stuff? The nuances, if you will. And I, and again, we're, long... we're talking VHS here, people. Yeah. We're, we're dating ourselves. Um, it's been a long time. Yes. Yes. And no. Um, a lot of it was working the cameras, like the TV camera, the, stu- the studio cameras or whatever. Um, but yeah, they would tell you how to like kind of do shots. Um, we had to do our own different like um, videos, which you've starred in. I think all of them. I was, I was, I was many of your stuff. You were my. <laughs> I was your leading man in most of them. You were my Sherry Moon zombie. <laughs> yeah, I was your muse. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, and a lot of that you kind of fi- you kind of figured on your own. You found like I would shoot things a certain way. Um. One of my favorite ones I've ever did was uh, we did the uh, my communications class, and you we ha- I had you and forty four walk past a sign, and yes. I just focused on the sign, and you guys just kind of walked instead of following you. I just focused on the sign. And you walk past. I mean, they don't teach you that. Like that's kind of stuff you kind of you come up with on your own and your vision. Um, so they didn't really teach that. Really, it was more just like the basics and just kind of like. This is how this works, and this is like, you know, you set the shot this way, blah blah blah. But uh, when like free roaming video, kind of like that, you you add your own spin to things. Does that yeah, answer your question? It's funny you say that that I, I that I did do a lot of your uh, things because I was very outgoing with doing a lot of those things, like doing a lot of stupid shit. Um, we had the foreign exchange student one where I think he didn't he. Like beat me up in the I hallway did, or something. I did an anti-smoking yes commercial, which we all had to do an anti-smoking commercial, and you had a Marlboro sweater. Or yes, like, like a like a not a flannel. Fleece. It's like a fleece. Yeah, fleece. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we did that. Uh, no, you. He took your jacket, and he couldn't run long because he smoked, <laughs> and he passed out. <laughs> Yes. And it's funny that I I was very outgoing doing those things. And then during my college years, I became very much of a, like an introvert when it came to doing stuff like that. And I got very, very afraid of public speaking. And kind of with the job I have now, I almost have to do it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten very comfortable with it. And probably the, the most nervous I've been in my career from when I started my career till now would have been your wedding. Mm. And that was more so not the public speaking aspect of it, but the, uh, the content of what I was saying. And I was very nervous that it wasn't going to be a hit. And I think that's where like, even uh, we'll hand it to the King. He, he's very outgoing when it comes to certain things almost has to be with his job, but I remember him for, I think in college, didn't he say he went to like an open mic and mm-hmm. was doing like stand up? Yeah. I, I don't know if I could ever do that. Cause again, okay. I'm not so much afraid of the public speaking aspect of it, but more of the, the content. Well, yeah, because you're putting, I, you're putting yourself out there. You're using your, you can get, I mean, I can stand in front of a bunch of people. I mean, I, I couldn't, but like, I think most people, if you, if I give you like, here, you need to read this in front of like 50 people. You read it, you're probably more nervous of, like, messing up more than anything. 
But if you're writing something, everyone like people are, are those are your words. Like I couldn't do I couldn't do an open mic and do stand up. I couldn't, you know, it it's it's uh this is something you thought of, you put it pen to, you know, mind to paper, whatever however you say it. So I see I see that. So the public speaking wouldn't be an issue for you? Oh no, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I just don't like being in front really? of people. I don't like being center of attention. <laughs> I hate it. I fucking hate it. I'm a wallflower to the day I die. It, I'm alright with like the public speaking aspect of it. As long as I know what I'm talking about and I know I'm right. And I'm conveying that. Uh, the thing that my wife always makes fun of me for is I'm not... Like if I go to a restaurant... I'm not one of the, like, I'm not a complainer. I don't like asking for things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I try to stay as low-key as that. And it's just, it's person to person. But if I could be in, I've been in front of probably crowds of, well, your wedding was a huge one. Uh, but with other parts of my job, maybe 50, 100 people and having to talk there, training classes. I, I've seen people literally, like, clam up. I mean, we... I was doing a, uh, me and my partner with my job, were doing a, uh, a job interview and like this one kid, I feel so bad for him. We, we asked him like the first question was, tell us about yourself. And this kid could not get it out. It was like, he just stammered and it, it was awful. Oh, I hate that. I, I, um, me and my wife did the pre cana before we got married and they did that. They're like, all right, I want to go around the room and say like, you know, just say a little about yourself. I, I told my wife, I'm like, this is all you. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing this. And she she did it. She's like, oh, all right. I I won't call up restaurants. I just don't I hate, like... I hate ordering from a restaurant. I do too. And it's not so much ordering. It's the fact that like... I just have to like repeat myself. Um, Then I'm like... Then I get worried like, did they fuck it up? Did I say something? Or did they get it right? Like, and I just obsess over that until I get my order. I'm like, all right, they didn't, they didn't fuck it up, but I don't like, yeah, I don't, I just don't like talking, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's a See, miracle I, that we're doing this podcast. <laughs> and, and that's where I was just going to go with that. I, I kind of almost, uh, like the idea of this just being, you know, me and you granted, we're not in front of each other. You know, we're over a computer right now, but when we're in front of each other, things like that, it flows much easier. And I don't mind that this goes out to the masses. You know, I don't care if a million people heard this. That I remember that first episode we did, I was nervous. I was so nervous. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, what am I, what is my voice going to sound like? We're going to put this out there for other people to hear. You know, you know, it was just me and you talking. Like, once I put that thing on the web, like that's it. Like everyone else hears it, everyone uh-huh. else can judge it. So it took a couple of weeks before I finally kind of got comfortable with it. Really? Oh yeah. If you remember that first episode, I I told I'm like you I'm like you started off. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I don't mind that. I, you know. It, the talking stuff, and I do a lot of it at work. I have to talk. It's just part of the job. Yeah. I get used to it, and I consider myself a very good talker at work. I can kind of 
I can talk my way out of situations, talk my way into situations, depending on what I need to do. I've gotten very good at that. And even like the interviews that we do, I feel very comfortable doing that. I get nervous right beforehand. Mm -hmm. But once it starts, like kind of once the curtain's drawn, I'm very good. I I feel I'm very comfortable at it. I don't get, I get more nervous thinking about who I'm going to be interviewing as opposed to what I'm going to say because I know what I'm going to say. Right. It's more of the, the, the person that I'm speaking with. Right, yeah, yeah. So. I'm, not, I, I, I'm not good with off the cuff. Like, you're very witty. I'm not witty. I appreciate that. You are. Like, you, you're very, like, you can think on the spot. I'll give you, I'll always say that about you. I'm not like that. I, I, I'm not an off the cuff kind of guy. I, every now and then I, I'll come out with something, but for the most part I'm not. So. Okay. And I think it's where we have a good uh, way of doing things, especially with the interviews. We can we can kind of just go on that. And I think probably it's funny, like the two classes that I always look at in my head from, you know, my education, the two that I use the most are probably the two basic ones that I think now should be taught regularly. It's typewriting. It's something that I've used my entire life. And I think that that shouldn't even be an elective in high school. I think that should almost be mandatory now, and maybe it is. I don't know. It's been so long. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other one, and I did this in college, was public speaking. And that was kind of when I was in my, if you will, awkward time where I didn't like being in front of public and speaking. And I hated it. And then getting into my job, I knew I had to do a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So there were times where I would almost thrust myself into having to do it and it makes it, 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 you definitely need almost foot to the fire to be comfortable with it. And I, I'll hand it to people that can just go up there and just talk, right? Like, you know, like these motivational speakers, things like that. I mean, I give them a lot of credit. I mean, and I guess maybe where you, you see actors and everything, they're reading a script, you know, it's, it's pre-planned, but these guys that are going off the cuff is that I give them a lot more credit for what they do than a lot of other people who have to do stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I I think the other good thing too is with doing a a show like this, we do have chances to time out and pause and edit stuff out. But for the most part, what we, what we, that's why I kind of wish we, or I'm happy we don't do it live. There were a few times because, we used to do the Facebook Live thing. We we mm-hmm. went to that phase where we kind of dabbled in that. So we did do it a few times. A few times, but I think, and for the most part, for anyone who out there is listening, we kind of what we say is stays in this. We don't do too much editing. No. It, mainly the editing might be if we slip a name out there for people that want to keep their anonymity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I said that yeah, word did. properly, yeah, but you got it. it was fine. Yeah, no. Um, there we go. And if any other show, they would have edited that out. Yeah, we just keep it right. No, in, so we, we don't we, give a fuck. This is real. This is the realest podcast mm-hmm. you're gonna hear. <laughs> well, I smoked my last of my cigar. On that note. Follow us on Twitter, 
Bullring PC, Instagram Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Please rate and review us so you can get us out to the masses. Anything you'd like to add before we, we sign off? Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do one next week because of kind of the the night we normally record would be the night we're going to probably be packing to go to the, uh, the trip. Right. So there may not be one next week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we would maybe bring up the stuff to record one up there. I mean, we've always talked about that, but yeah, I don't know if never, that's something we never that, do it. We're always so busy. Yeah. So there might not be one next week, and it's not because of – I know we've been a little bit lax with coming out with one every week. But next week, I think we have a good excuse other than just not having time. So we'll say, we actually have something going on. So probably definitely in two weeks. If you see next week, surprise. <laughs> so – yeah, but that's all I got. It's okay. Well, uh, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And we'll see you next time right next here time. on Bulls in the Ring. Could be on for your